is. And thanks for joining us for another Friday. Uh, this is uh, your Connect and Share, and it's uh, brought to you by Outdoors New South Wales and ACT, and I'm Laurie Mode, the CEO of the organisation, and a big thanks um, to everyone for being part of the event today where we launch our uh, big summit. But before we get into that, we've got a bit to update you on. So first of all, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we all meet today. I think I mentioned to you last week that I'm absolutely privileged to be part of the conversations around the National Parks and Wildlife Joint Consultative um, Group. And um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how we can uh, connect more to what we need to understand about our history that will pave the way for a better future in our country. And a reminder too that we still have this survey open from our working committee, which is the First Nations subcommittee really wanting to understand how you uh, are challenged in the area of either acknowledgement, embedding, working with uh, First Nations. So that way the subcommittee can work through some of those things for you and provide you tools, resources um, that will help you in, in parving any uh, way forward in working in First Nations. Um, okay. Sad news, let's get it out of the way. We have unfortunately had um, a couple of incidents in the outdoors in the last week. Um, one, unfortunately, a very well-respected leader with lots of experience in WA, and uh, I'm sure I speak for everyone here when I, I express our deep prayers and thoughts and strength to family, friends, colleagues, and even those that were a part of that incident that occurred in, in Margaret River. Um, as rare as these events are, they're still very painful and the ripple effects are felt right across the industry. Uh, we then had a leisure explorer on, uh, on the weekend, Blue Mountains, who un uh, tragically also lost his life. So this is a timely reminder for us to really remember our duty when it comes to safety in the outdoors. And, and like I said in a, in a quick check-in over the weekend to everyone, that um, I really ask everyone to, to work with their teams have a look at their processes and procedures and take a real deep reflection on uh, is there any complacency getting into the systems and processes you have and, um, and just refresh what we want to achieve, which is everyone to go home after activities with an amazing experience but uh, are able to return to their loved ones. And this uh, photo uh, was given to me by Phil Harris, who's a colleague in the industry in Tasmania, who uh, paid his respects to those fallen by um, hanging his helmet and rope over his balcony, which was I thought was a lovely testament um, to, to the victims. Um, the OCA uh, has put out a statement, um, so if you'd like to read that, that's on the Outdoor Council website, and of course my involvement in that organisation has endorsed that statement, as has all the peaks uh, bodies across the country, uh, including our national peaks as well. On to better news. And uh, Friday night, uh, privileged to be at the Australian Tourism Awards. Um, and it was so good to see some representation from our side of the industry, uh, which was uh, the uh, the adventure and um, adventure tourism area and also our outdoor education, which 
awesome to see up in lights in the tourism awards was the gold award winner urban camp for the three three and a half star accommodation category so um a big call out to the guys down there i think that was an amazing achievement but not only that it really did show um that we are part of the industry and um really put us on a stage um, and a big congratulations to the NRMA, NRMA Holiday Parks too that had a lot of finalist positions in those awards. Um, didn't quite get the Guernsey on any of them, but we're going to do that next year, aren't we, Alex? <laughs> um, and we had our silver award winner, which was in our own state and, ter in, and territory, which was the Sydney Harbour Kayaks. So well done to the crew from um, Sydney Harbour Kayaks. And we had um, some amazing other products recognised across the country. So tourism and retail, um, that, it was great to see there was still a lot of outdoor experiences, tour and transport, of course, and our ecotourism friends. So great results overall. I'd love to see more of us enter these awards, not only just for the recognition, but also to, to go through that development program, which um, is quite uh, extensive, but really worthwhile in going through that process. Um, and uh, obviously a big shout out to everyone who entered because it's, as I say, it's not an easy process. Um, okay, we announced a couple of weeks ago um, the media release received from the Department of Education uh, timely and not in the way that it was put out just before the caretaker uh, period, um, as, as good as the, the media release certainly implied. We've been trying to find the detail on this. The unfortunate part of finding that detail, which we're sort of getting to the end of, is that there are courses that are not part of this media release. Unfortunately, that's at this stage, ours is one of those. So this has made me more, more determined to work with the Department of Education on understanding our skill gap areas and making sure that it's reconsidered to be part of that VET and ATAR amalgamation. Um, we had a great meeting this week with the, um, the RTOs and the people involved in delivering this course. And uh, needless to say, the discussion was very fruitful around um, certainly advocating for this, but also some of the other challenges that we're facing. So great news that uh, these guys are really keen to continue the conversation and get together every quarter and uh, forge forward where our skills and our VET um, can, can improve. Um, this is just a reminder, I'm not going to show this video again, but a reminder that this program is out there. As you know, we are advocating for you and the domestic commercial vessels in the review of this program. That is going to take some time. A review process does have a long time frame, but the program is currently in place, which means that if you have commercial, uh, domestic commercial vessels, you need to comply with this uh, program, which means it's a registration fee of $212 and you need a unique identifier. I'm simplifying it, but a unique, unique identifier for each of your canoes and kayaks so that they could be uh, tracked if ever checked by AMSA. So please, a reminder that this program does exist you do need to comply if you have DCVs in your workplace 
But as we said, we are advocating for that review and to see what that can mean in the future. We feel that our side of the industry has really been caught up in the bigger end of town when it comes to the AMSA program. So um, stay tuned and we'll hope in Australia, if you are um, some more content on that. To do depends oh, as I on say, your vessel. Oh, Okay, let's go this way. Okay, just another reminder, which I said last week around the IR changes, and there is a long list of changes. I urge you to go onto your membership portal and download the full presentation of this. Um, it is under um, workplace tools and resources and IR. So you can see that each of the laws and what is happening and when it's going to be enacted upon. Um, a big reminder to everyone because quite a lot of these uh, have have great deal of effect on our industry, including um, the contracting, fixed term contracts, zombie agreements for those that have workplace agreements that may have expired. Um, that is a big one for our industry to get on top of. Uh, cost of waste, we had this last week as well. Again, another reminder, this is really important for Take 3 for the sea and also for our industry long term. They have got an opportunity to work with EPA on reducing uh, waste in our environment. And we know that because our environment is our tool and, and what we do every day, uh, I am certainly supporting these projects. Now, what they're asking you to do in this survey is just equate the cost of waste removal on your activities, on your, on your land, on your place. Um, this is set so it's a benchmark for their programs going forward to reduce impact on businesses when it comes to waste. So everything that you put into here will be set as a benchmark for improvement into the future with the programs that Take 3 for the Sea is doing. So I urge you, if you have a chance, to, uh, to scan that QR code and uh, complete that survey. Now, as uh, we get to the election tomorrow, uh, in case you didn't hear, there is a little election in New South Wales. And uh, once that's settled, we're, there'll be uh, a several opportunities coming out. Uh, one in which is the uh, grant that is exactly for our industry. It's the Nature-Based Tourism Operators. And this enables businesses and organisations to apply for up to $250,000 for improvements. Now, they have to obviously be a link to your nature-based experiences, but that will be um, open with more information because at the moment we don't have a lot around the criteria, but they will be open as of Monday. So you can certainly go onto the Destination New South Wales website on Monday and it should all be there for you and it will be included, of course, in our newsletter next week. And courtesy of Helen, I thought I'd share this with everyone. This is uh, some interim results. Actually, Helen, do you want to talk to this? It saves... Saves me having to cover it since you know it so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, on the spot. <laughs> I can cover it if you wish, but I'm, I thought you know better than I do. I'm better at writing than talking. <laughs> um, I guess it's just an indicator of uh, the results we've got from our pre and post activity and camp surveys from the Active Outdoor Kids program so far. Mm. Um, 
So mm-hmm. we're well on the way through that program and uh, the, which will finish. In, we, we are crossing our fingers in December this year um, and we're, we're about halfway through all the locations but I guess just in adherence to completing the survey and things like that, it hasn't been uh, that high. So as a result of that, we've changed all our um, processes to get mm. gather more results. But mm. I guess what these results are saying is that the main motivator for young people we've discovered is fun and enjoyment. And one mm. of the biggest barriers um, to participating is not having other people to do it with. Mm. So, um, Mm. yeah, that's been the the biggest kind of things. And I guess the most positive thing about camp is time with friends rather than anything else, rather than the scenery, the activities, the food, you know, any of those sorts of um, Mm. Things. So it's, you know, I guess it really highlights what we've all known for a long time that um, mm. making things fun and enjoyable and yeah. um, making, you know, creating experiences that connect young people with other young people is yes. what we need to keep doing. Yeah, absolutely, Helen. Thank you. And I think that whole thing about being with friends too. So the more we think about when we, if we do have programs that we want kids to be involved in, how do we engage them as a group versus individually? You know, it could be a a friend cohort um, or similar that we can engage them in. But um, yeah, it was it was probably starkingly obvious to me, and we probably understood this. Uh, previous to this but really that reliance on that social media aspect and and that was the worst thing about camp was that it took them away from their social media and their phone so you know obviously something that we're continually battling with in today's society Um, but I guess with taking them away from their social media and phone um, I think think that data was from the pre-survey was mm-hmm. what they were um not, yeah rather than the post-survey yes yes absolutely yeah probably um really good to distinguish that no that's know, great which hasn't been distinguished in that in that data yeah. there that's yes. okay. Yes. That. <laughs> That's great. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for uh, jumping in there. And sorry for putting you on the spot. Oh, but no. say, I think you know this the, be- the best. Sorry, Dave, you had a question? Thanks, Laurie. Yeah, just on that. Um, uh, sorry, I don't have the video camera on at the moment. I'm in transit. Right. Um, That's okay. But, uh, just anecdotally, when we were running our 24-day programs, mm-hmm. it was probably about day five where the kids just went, I, I don't need that phone anymore. So so it was that it was that transition. And so yeah. it is a massive problem, I think, for their health and well-being. And, and mm-hmm. the damage it's doing, as we know, um yeah. is significant. But it was about that day five out of our 24-day program where it just wasn't an issue anymore. And so then the rest, yeah, it just switches. So that addiction is actually quite easily broken over an extended period of time. And, um, yeah, but, but no, really, thank you, Helen, for this um, really interesting, um, really interesting stats on it. And that, that's also the data I'm getting from, I'm doing the report at the moment on the PLC uh, 
outdoor ed program for the results mm -hmm. from 2022's long stay program. And that's exactly what, what we've gathered from that as well is that the yeah, phone, it, they mm -hmm. don't even miss it after the first couple of days. And they're, they're grateful for not having had it during the program. Mm -hmm. and they, yeah. So Amazing. definitely yeah. support what you're saying as well, David. No, that's fantastic. And that's a really interesting, great source of data. And mm. um, going from a school where did where they didn't have a program to having a program. So it's really fascinating mm. to see. So that's excellent. Thanks, Helen. Mm. Mm. I know I'll talk more about that once that report is done. So we can, mm. you know, yeah. get that awesome. out there. Yeah, the connect and share it itself. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Helen. Okay, moving on. So let's look at the events that are coming up, and certainly we've got a few. So the Parks and Leisure Australia Conference, um, very much around open space, the development of open space, and, of course, you know, the reason why um, I am certainly uh, involved in this side of things is to ensure that, that open space is used for active recreation. Um, that conference is 16 to 18 May in Albury, so if you're interested, you can jump on their website. Um, just announced uh, as, as close as yesterday, the Sport and Recreation Skills Forum, which is run by Skills IQ, will now take place the day before our conference in, uh, in the same location. So great news for those that are wanting to attend both um, the Sport and Recreation Skills Forum, as well as the, um, the conference that we're holding, which I will tell you more about in just a second. Um, Outdoors Victoria Conference is uh, is being held at Lilydale Lake, uh, Lakeside and that's uh, just, I think it's about an hour and a half out of Melbourne or an hour out of Melbourne um, and that's between the 13th and the 14th of July. Um, so if you're interested in getting down to that one. And then the National Sports and Physical Activity Convention, which um, seems to be uh, an amalgamation of, of a lot of different areas of our industry, is the 27th to 28th of July down in Melbourne. The Skills Career Expo, we've got a few people interested, which is really awesome. We'll be promoting careers in the outdoors at that event at the Horden Pavilion in Sydney on the 8th and 9th. Again, if you are interested in promoting your organisation and the career development in your organisation, let me know. We will certainly plug you into that event. And the Australian Camps Association Conference um, has been announced for the 20th and 22nd of September in Adelaide. So quite a few events there. Um, and not that I'm biased, but I will talk about the best one, <laughs> which is, of course, our biannual Outdoor Industry Summit. So release this morning, the media release went out at the crack of dawn this morning um, and announced that it will take place at Lennox Head from the 28th to the 30th of June. So let me tell you a little bit about what to expect. Um, First of all, we've had massive support from our partners. So a big, big thank you to Destination New South Wales for, uh, for their support in this event and making it happen. And we are absolutely um, overwhelmed to bring it to the Northern Rivers area who've been through so much in the last couple of years, in particular Lismore um, and the, uh, the floods of, uh, that really consumed that town. 
Um, also, big call out to Patty Palin for their massive support as a major partner and also the major sponsor for the keynote speaker, which I will introduce you to in a minute. And then our welcome function partner, Skills IQ. Um, as we said, they'll have their forum the day of the welcome function. So you can have uh, the forum on the day and then go through to the night uh, with us. So that is a great intro. And at the moment, the exhibiting partners application forms are now open. Um, the first one to jump into the uh, the arena is One Planet. So we're delighted to have One Planet come and exhibit their products at the event. And media partners, um, every person that comes will receive a copy of the latest Wild magazine. Um, and we thank them for their support as well. So this is what it's going to look like. On the Wednesday, we'll have a welcome function at 5.30 and give you enough time to network with all of the attendees and have some free time that night. Thursday, we're going to be opening the exhibition at 8 a.m. and the conference will kick off at 9. We will finish a little bit earlier at 4 p.m. because in such a lovely destination, we want you to get outdoors and experience some of the amazing activities that we have around that area. We'll give you some suggestions, but also you'll have your own free time to organise and dinner will be totally up to you, who you want to work, network with, who you want to meet up with, and we'll give you some suggestions around that as well. On Friday, the exhibition will open at 8 a.m. with the conference commencing a little bit earlier at 8.30 because we'll get you away being a Friday at 3. So you can either spend some great time up in the Northern Rivers or get back to what you need to for the weekend commencing. So um, the lineup we will continually announce um, as we cement all of the, um, the different speakers, but I can tell you that it's looking pretty cemented at the moment. But the first speaker I wish to tell you about is our keynote, and that's Mark McCrindle. Mark McCrindle is a social researcher and demographer who's very uh, famous in the world of media. You might have seen him um, on several TV shows, uh, news items, um, presenting his uh, amazing insights into the data that is really shaping our economy, it's shaping our businesses, it's shaping our social demography. Um, and he will certainly be bringing some content to this summit that will help inform your own decisions in where to go into the future. Um, he'll look at the insights that he's got in education. He does a lot of work in education. He does a lot of work in, in social areas. Um, and certainly we'll be combining those to really talk to our industry specific about some of the things that we need to know um, as we head into the future. So the summit ticket, welcome cocktail party plus a two-day conference, $450 per person plus GST. However, you have $100 off until the 5th of May. So it's $350 per person plus GST. If you're a member, you also get another $100 off. So it's $250 for a two-day conference plus your cocktail function, a great value, and that's courtesy of the wonderful support we've had from our sponsors. Um, so make sure you book your members' tickets through the membership portal because the only place you can get your members' tickets is by logging into the portal. Um, if you go onto the website, you can certainly get your $350 tickets, um, but that is, of course, for non-members. So make sure you, um, you log in. So let me just uh, show you what the website looks like and how you can navigate it. This is pretty much the, uh, the information here for you. 
It'll give you a little bit insight into what we're going to have at the conference and when the early bird tickets close. So, look, you've got 42 days <laughs> to, get, to keep getting your discounts, so make sure you jump in. Purchasing your member tickets, just click here. If, you want, if you're a non-member, you can click here. There's the program for you. Now, the content will be a range of different panel discussions and information sessions and also an opportunity to really ask the hard-hitting questions. The difference about this event to every other event is we are bringing key issues to the forefront. We are going to be talking about the elephants in the room and trying to get some real good discussion on it, but also have some heavy um, decision makers that will be in the room. Um, that we can all make impact following this summit. So walking away with things that we need to action for the betterment of the industry. There's the summit ticket prices there for you. And courtesy of Destination New South Wales, they've created this beautiful little uh, widget for us. So if you're looking at accommodation, and I'm sure um, uh, Alex can tell us where the closest NRMA holiday park is, where is it? Is there one? She's trying to remember. <laughs> Oops, sorry. I think you just muted again. Say, just unmute again. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get back to you. Okay, we'll get, yeah, take it on notice. Sorry, I put you on the spot again. But yes, this, this beautiful link here will take you to um, all of the different accommodation options in here. And I'm sure if you uh, go through that link, you'll be able to search for um, not only NRMA holiday parks, but anything that suits your budget. So um, make sure you jump in and grab yours. Um, this is where it's going to be held at the beautiful Lennox Head Cultural Centre. And I say it looks absolutely amazing. Uh, not very far from the beach. So for those that won't be turning up for the, some of the conferences, I'll be coming down to the beach and finding you and bringing you back. So <laughs> that's the location. Uh, who needs to attend? I'm sure everyone's aware that it is open for everyone in the outdoor industry of all different sectors, all different levels of employment. And we encourage that everyone from casuals through to contractors, through to full-time employees, through mill management and senior staff all attend. Everything that will be presented at this summit will be relevant to all levels. So that is a clear difference that we are bringing as part of this summit. And as I said, Exhibiting Partners is open at the moment, as well as a couple of other partnerships. And if you've got any questions, you can certainly reach out to us and the team on the links there. So that's pretty much what we have for you today. You would have received your text message this morning if you are a member and, uh, and the media release has gone out. So we hope to see everyone there. When you jump onto your membership portal, I thought I'd just show you exactly where to go. So this is what your portal looks like. Your conference link is just here. Tap on there and it'll take you straight there and you can book your tickets straight through the portal and there you go as easy as that so I will stop the recording there and thank everyone so much for their attendance today a nice short and sweet one today um, but really important news so um, I will close the recording and open up for discussion <laughs>